Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you for downloading and checking us out this week. We are back into some action. Oh, we got a we got a stompy army. We got <laughs> no, a, we, we got a stone army that's just going to roll over everybody. <laughs> we hope like a stompy <laughs> army and like in that they're like stomp that we just play percussion. Yeah, and go. Yes. I'm going to put trash cans on the bottom of mine. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> uh, Rodrigo, why don't you take us on an adventure, please? All right. Well, uh, first off, uh, why don't we what do we talk about? Uh, what what you guys have been doing recently? On critical hit. <laughs> yes, recently, recently on critical hit. Yes. yes. Good job, like, Sam. You have to be more vague. Like recently on the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we brought a troll to meet with the dwarves, yep. and there was a pact that was made. We and brokered peace between ancient enemies. And while we were under, uh, I forget, we attacked a um, a, a tower. Oh, yeah, 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 that's it, Rob. A keep. A keep, yeah. And we found all these stone, like uh, terracotta warriors, but they're made yes. out of stone, who respond to beats of the drum. Yes. Or music, I should say. That's right. So uh, wh- what are you guys trying to accomplish nowadays? Well, we're trying, to, trying get to, to get to the pillars. Get to the next pillar. Yeah. And Which in order is, to do that, we have to cross an island filled with ghosts and whites and revenants and things that Egon would probably have a name for and go pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, uh, you guys have gotten some rest uh, at the beginning of this. So make sure that your um, sheets are reset. Uh, but you're back to the number of action points that you should reset to. One for most of you, two for seven owls. Yeah. Seven um, for Sakaar because I'm bad with numbers. That You've got your um, encounter and daily powers reset as well, plus any other uh, modes or whatever that you want to switch to. I don't think any of the characters actually currently on have any modes that need to be mm. like reset at the beginning of the day. Nope. Nope, our only modal character turns into him in combat. Yep. So, um, uh, you guys managed to get a good night's sleep, uh, but really only barely, because pretty early on in the day, um, there's a uh, just a, a terrible combination of the scientific method and marching band going on, um, <laughs> trying to figure out uh, where the dwarves are trying to figure out exactly how these guys work. Hmm. But uh, by the time all of you are uh, woken up by, or each of you is woken up by the noise, uh, you've gotten enough sleep. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I think I'm going to pop out and see how that's going. 
I yeah. think I will observe as well. Yeah, that sounds entertaining and awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the time you guys come out, um, they've uh, you know they've they've made some good advancements. There's you know there's they managed to put together a, a full on you know dwarven marching band. Um, which is really just, you know, some wind instrument, like some brassy wind instruments and some drums. But uh, they've uh, they've got a couple things figured out, uh, how to get them to move and how to get them to, at the very least, uh, lurch forward hard enough to, like, you know, s- smash a barricade wall. Mm, nice. It It does seem that they require like pretty much constant music. Like mm-hmm. if they stop playing, they stop moving at least so far. That's been the case. And they, they haven't figured out like, you know, if there is like a ditty to, uh, get them to attack continuously until stopped or whatever. So when you guys get down there, aside from the band and, uh, you know, a literal field marshal out there trying to figure out, stuff out um there's also talk uh from the uh leadership uh, which is you know the the dwarves that you guys have been talking to about how they're gonna have to like basically change their formations to really protect the band which is not mm-hmm. necessarily a, a huge priority have they checked to see how far away they have to be away from the statues Do they have to be relatively close or can they be like in the very back of the I mean, no, 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 no. It like the thing is, is like they have to be an earshot. Mm. Like they seem to have a, you know, a reasonable hearing like a normal dwarf would, which is generally pretty good. So as long as they can hear the band, they can be controlled by the band. Um, and since this is a brass and drum band, they can probably control them for all, in- for all intents and purposes remotely. Um, the issue then, of course, becomes you know if you protect set the your bards. Band, yeah, if you set your if you set all your bards on top of a hill and you send off the army, the, your band's actually pretty exposed. So keeping them with the army makes more sense. And you know, there's also some talk of logistics because you guys have you know a few hundred like for real dwarves in the army that you know don't want to get in the way and have to basically work around. And and not uh, get stomped themselves. Yeah. Now, in case who, of a fight, who's the uh, head dwarf in charge? Is it Otto? Uh, no. Who is the head dwarf in charge? <laughs> who is the head dwarf in charge? Uh, General. What's the thing on his face? General, oh, yeah. General Genby. Is it General Genby? Denby. Ben. Spell that. D e n b y. D-E-N-B-Y. Yeah. Okay. I knew that. I was thinking Zaxby, but I just really want chicken. I kept hearing Gen B, B-E-G-E-N-B-E-E, because we met him at, uh, at Bumble Hearth. So I thought you were doing everybody had a B name going on. Oh, no. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll go up to General Denby. Uh General. Looks like Morning. You, you have uh, been working with your army quite well. Well, we're trying. We are uh, not familiar with this. Uh, pretty well kept secret, it seems. Mm, mm, very, very well. Um, you had mentioned last night that we wouldn't be approaching the 
pillar directly, but we had other uh, targets that we had to either liberate or take down first. Yes. And and what might those be? And can you give us any indication of what we might be looking at and how long this might take? Oh, sure. Uh, when are you? Uh, when do you come to the war room with me? Ah, okay. I'll kind bring of, your friends. I'll kind of wave and get the others to follow. Yeah, we follow. So he rolls out this map uh, in front of you. He says, "All right, so we're here in Bleakstone. The capital is Kiln Throne here, uh, but we can't really." Uh, do a straight line because we will just get um, pincered. Hmm. So, we're probably going to have to go around in either direction, and uh, right now we are thinking east, uh, but we have to wait for some scouts to come back. Hmm. To Ferrofort? Uh, no. Uh I guess I suppose southeast. So we'd try to. Uh, a big part of this would be crossing and taking Barrow Bridge, which would actually help to protect Ferrofort uh, and uh, Bleakstone, which is essentially our command center now. I know it does. So for those of you who aren't dwarves, when you look at this map, these are all vaults. And each of these vaults is uh, has cities, uh, generally is thought of as one city uh, with a keep in it. They aren't all cities, but the majority of them are. Um, we've labeled some of the relevant ones or larger ones or important ones. Um, but uh, all of these places are um, have some sort of... Uh, dwarven architecture to them except for a couple of them or a handful of them um, another important thing is that even though they're all on this map laid out uh, they are in fact not all uh, level so some of them are much deeper than others uh, while others are on the uh, all go all the way up to the surface so uh, for example here uh in uh, Bleakstone Keep, we're all the way on the surface. Moldholm is fairly deep down. Uh, Bumblehearth itself is also fairly deep down. So uh, I suppose if you if you can close your eyes and picture all of these uh, strange shapes as three-dimensional objects, not only would they be fairly large, uh, prisms themselves, but they would be set in at multiple levels. Um, many of them have tunnels that connect to each other. Those are not labeled here, but we know them. Um, and uh, part of the reason why Biro Bridge is important is because it has a very large tunnel that allows for many troops to move quickly. Uh, through, so we would need to take that to move our army because we. Uh, through a lot of these smaller tunnels, we would be very open to ambush if we have to move these incredibly loud stone soldiers one by one through a la through a uh, something that's essentially a resonance box that goes all the way to an occupied keep. Hmm. Uh, that does not sound easy. Understandable. 
So uh, chances are uh, most of these places are either occupied or impassable. And uh, that's what our scouts have been trying to figure out. So likely we would want to head uh, probably into Mold Home and then either try to cut straight to uh, Barrow Bridge or uh, something uh, similar, maybe make a slight turn either south or north um, and then try to head south as much as possible. Seems reasonable. Um, anything we can do while we wait for the scouts to report in? Well, they should be back relatively soon, but uh, I suppose you can always gird your loins. You all are a uh, what I like to call a, and he makes like big quotation marks with his like big dwarvy sausage fingers, <laughs> a ragtag band, um, which means you all uh, have. Uh, Various skills that will probably become relevant during a war, which is what we're about to get into here. I suppose what we're already in, since we've already taken our first stronghold. Um, so we need to uh, organize that, get you into the this fledgling resistance army. Um, and figure out what exactly, what exact sort of responsibility you're going to have. Fair enough. Makes sense. So, uh, who, who do you see as your, uh, as your commander? <laughs> well, it is uh, my mission to get to the pillar. I mean, we don't really have a specific commander. It depends on the circumstances. We have different leaders for, uh, different skill sets. All right. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, when uh, any two of you are too busy with your own thing to pay attention, who shouts the orders? Guess Seven L's wise. Oh, that was a conflicted answer. I don't know. All right. Uh, do any of you have any experience leading troops? Well, we all participated. and I leading participated. a ragtag group of infiltrators. Yes, yes. Well, you're going to have the opposite of infiltrators in this war. That's part of the issue. Yeah, I don't know. Then any of you guys have? I guess you were in the war, right? Sikar? Albrecht and I were both in yes. the Celestial Crusade. All right. All right. Well, as. Uh, Disheartening as it is to not have a natural leader just bubble to the top, I am uh, guess I'm going to go ahead and uh, deputize Albrecht as your general since he knows the language and the signs and um, is probably going to inspire a little bit more confidence in our non-stone troops to see a dwarf at the head of things. I can see that. Any objections? None here. All right. All right. Then uh, he turns to Albrecht and says, all right, field general, figure out the rest of the chain of command and report back to me. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, <laughs> Seven, are you filling up uh, to the position of uh, second in command? Sure. If it gets us closer to the pillar, right. then yes. Sakar, you've had some military experience, I hear? I have. 
Well, uh, you'll uh, then be third. Uh, seems uh, Sparkle has some uh, organizational experience herself. I'll uh, let her be fourth, and uh, sorry, kid, but I guess I'm putting you at the bottom of the pile. Eh. <laughs> all right. Seems okay with it. Okay, then. Uh, we all understood. Any uh, suggestions or corrections? Nope. All right. Uh, I will report back to uh, Benji. Or Den- Denby. Denby. Right? Denby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So we'll do uh, General Albrecht, Lieutenant, do First Lieutenant, Seven Owls Wise. Just left, left tenant. Lieutenant. <laughs> first Left Tenant. <laughs> and then Right Tenant Sikar. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, First Officer Corporal. Sparkle and... Um, and Sindalen. <laughs> Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> he, gets, he gets to wear a red shirt. Ensign <laughs> Dolan. So you go and uh, report to Denby? Yep. And uh, they uh, pretty quickly uh, get you guys in there and talking about uh, what the scouts have found out and that indeed uh, the next target is a mold home. All right. Which is directly south. So do do they grow mold there? They do grow mold there. It's, uh, use it for baking and for feeding goats. Uh, also some of the, or, uh, some of it is good for the bees. Ah. Sensible. Sounds delightful. Are we going to get attacked by like, I don't know, angry sentient fungi? Probably not. Chances are most of our opposition are going to be ghosts, um, those shades, and uh, any potential living conscripts is also possible. There were, uh, as you know, he motions to Albrecht, uh, there are uh, living creatures in, uh, in Endgate. Um, but uh, you never know. A lot of these cities are very old, and they've been in shadow for a long time. So, um, could be there could be, you know, uh, depending on how deep you go, there could always be some horror lurking down there. Great. And he, you're aware. He shrugs, you've already got one on our team. So. <laughs> True. And I'm guessing that all of these uh, cities are controlled by the ghosts. You don't have any enclaves or encampments of of dwarfs like at. If there are any enclaves or encamp or encampments out there, we do not know about them. Okay. But if we survived, it's very likely that others have as well. Probably fairly entrenched and uh, under siege. Yes, uh, it's not in uh, our culture to give up, especially when territory is concerned. So I would assume that uh, either you're going to find some dwarves that have successfully hold themselves somewhere or a lot of corpses. Another good reason to have General Ghostbeard in command. Agreed. 
if we encounter them, they're less likely to think that we're an enemy and kill, well, me. <laughs> so the pillar is for sure in Kiln Throne? Yes. Okay. Is Kiln Throne Ulredon's stronghold? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That is the place where you guys were kicking around before. <laughs> that is where we were. Okay. With, with the wacky uh, gravity. Yep. With the, the, with the gravity and the and the glaven and the foinloven. Uh, any other questions while we're here? Do we all have sufficient armor for this type of uh, exercise? If you'd like heavier armor, I'm sure we could provide it, but it's down to what you feel is uh, good armor for you. Mm. I'm good with leather. Naturally. If you, if you feel that you require more mobility, uh, heavy dwarven armor is probably not going to help you. But mm. we do have some smiths if you'd like... Uh, we can modify a suit for uh, tall folk. I say this team pretty much tries to be light on its feet, and I just do best to keep up. <laughs> well, our biggest asset is a pretty slow, at least as far as we know, uh, army of rocks. So this time it looks like you're going to get to set the pace. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at this point, we really hadn't found any means of uh, getting them to attack. They're going to be largely just siege weaponry more than anything that's what we think okay um, but uh we have discovered ways of making them surge forward with a pretty great force so mm-hmm. at the very least they'll be able to take down walls serve as uh, uh serve to provide cover for troops and uh you know crush anything that doesn't get out of their way yes um they'll open a path it uh, it is fortuitous that we found these. Uh, obviously, uh, this army excels at uh, taking down living targets, so it's possible that at least for our first couple skirmishes, uh, we will have a serious advantage. Since, as far as I'm concerned, a uh, the chill touch of the dead will only be as strong as the force behind it and not have any other issues against our army. But we'll see. Mm. Exciting. Um, so I guess do you want us like as advanced scouts or? No, I need you to travel with the army. You are uh, very likely going to be able to capitalize on the battlefield. Um, Although, uh, I will leave uh, deployment of the troll to you. So, wherever you feel it would be best to utilize him. Um, If you'd like for him to stay with the troops or move ahead, uh, from what I understand, he is very mobile. Yeah, very surprisingly for his size. So, there's that. But, yes, uh, the way that I envision this working is... Um, we, uh, actually very similar to how things, uh, worked in, uh, Bleakstone. Uh, we show up with an army, you all, uh, work something out to give us some sort of advantage. We attack or we attack. And in the process, you are all able to, uh, do something to win us the day, um, faster than an all-out skirmish would do. We are 
we are an attacking army with very few resources. Our soldiers appear to be tireless, but not all of them are. And also, uh, we will have to rely on uh, depots and things that we find along the way. Uh, we are hopeful because ghosts don't eat anything. So a lot of the cured foods that we found, uh, as well as... Um, stored water and alcohol uh, have all kept. So most of these cities, it seems like it would just be easier for them to leave the food where it is rather than get rid of it and store something else there or purposefully uh, throw it out. Although now that we're on the move, maybe they will do that. Mm. Um, it's war. It's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen. Well, we'll try to move quickly and, uh, not give them the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Any other questions? Do we know in character whether or not Denby and his forces are aware of the whole bash in the helmet and maybe the ghost goes away thing? Um, or is that even a thing? I don't think that's even a thing. We talked about it possibly. Like we we okay. we thought that the helmet was just broken. It didn't. It the uh, the helmets are just like armor worn by the ghosts. They're not. The ghosts okay. aren't bound to the armor, as far as we could tell. Okay. Yeah, the armor was magically enchanted to be able to be used by the ghosts doing their yeah. ghostly things, and not vice and versa. Like, Got it. Yeah, the the whole thing was like we were considering picking up the armor for. Uh, uh, sloth, but uh, the armor was broken just because it had been bashed. But that didn't like kill a ghost necessarily. Just no, I we managed sure to put together one whole set. Oh, all right. I forgot that we did that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We just haven't seen Sloth for some reason. Sure, because we left. Well, we left him on the boat so that he wouldn't get necromancied. I mean, that was the reason, but <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> uh oh, some strange, unknowable reason that we know. <laughs> all right any other questions i can't think of any but i feel like there should be yeah well if you think of anything else i suppose we can figure it out along the way will do that is our modus operandi uh get yourselves ready familiarize yourselves with the rallies and uh we will set out uh at uh We'll set out at nightfall today. Sounds Hooray. good. Go take some music lessons. <laughs> yep. All right. You guys spend some time with the army trying to familiarize yourself with their tactics and stuff. Um, any other preparations? Stretching. Lots of stretching. <laughs> Hydrating. Yes, that too. Should we set like, I don't know rally points or anything like in terms of in case we have to make some kind of retreat or uh, that would probably depend on any given skirmish sure um you guys you guys can like uh like set up an emergency point like in case we all get separated let's meet back at um you know wherever but you know most places are going to require you trekking through a bunch of killer ghosts yeah mm -hmm. Like, if we get separated, somebody please try to take down that pillar. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Do we have three gourds with us? Yep, we have, you have three gourds with, gourds with you, yes. Okay. 
then I remember oh. this whole show. I'm good. <laughs> Dalin, Albrecht, and Seven Owls Wise have their gourds with them. They're, if you get too close to Dalin, his will poke you. Yeah. I'm thinking Spike. of just getting a cucumber as a pet to fit in. <laughs> I mean, you could probably I mean, grow it right you now. could probably uh, power up a pretty scary cucumber. So the pickle of our so it would it would fit right in. Seven mm-hmm. might have an extra gourd for you. No, let's see. Don't. <laughs> I believe in recycling and refilling. Uh, okay. Uh, to war, then. To war. To war. To okay. war. Uh, so, if you look at the map, uh, your first target is Moldholm. There's a red circle here, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys can all see it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Um, so this is going to be a modified skills challenge uh, with uh, the following rules. Initiative is going to be determined by rank. So it's going to go Albrecht, Seven Owls, Sakar, Sparkle, and Dalin. Each roll is going to be considered anywhere from two days to two weeks of either marching or sieging or whatever. There is no failing out, unlike regular skill challenges. It's just things are going to get progressively worse for you the more you fail. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Certain things that happen during the that potentially can happen during this might help you. Uh, generally, the, through your victory, um, you have access to a dwarven army, which is going to provide you a plus two to all of your rolls during this. Uh, portion of the program. Yes, during this portion of the program. Sorry, I'm. I'm while I'm talking, I'm also like setting things up. Sure. Um, as long as you take care of it, if you that is a resource, so you might not always have it, depending on what happens. And uh, secondly, you have access to uh, Dwali, mm. which essentially you can use to. Uh, once during this war, you can send Dwali ahead to soften up a target for you. <laughs> okay, so we can use the army plus two in, every time as long as we have that's, it. That's an ongoing plus two as long as you okay. have it. And Dwali uh, is a one-time use. Dwali is a one-time use. You could, for example, send him down to Moldhome to cause havoc, which would presumably make it easier to take. You can only send Dwali to the next target, um, because if you send him two targets away, he's just going to be there by himself, and eventually they're going to be able to overwhelm him. So it only really makes sense to send him down to the next thing, which you would do as you're preparing to roll for it. Uh, you would say, well, let's send Dwali down. So potentially someone could have a plus four. Potentially what? Someone could have a plus four in a roll. Uh, 
Dwali doesn't give you a bonus to your roll. Oh, he okay. actually lowers the DC of the roll. Ah, so okay. right. you could you could have a a swing of more than three, uh, depending on what Dwali's doing. All right, we'll call this Lord Kensington's Rules of War. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, the the army is going to be our turn counter. So, um, the army sets out from uh, Bleakstone to uh, Moldhome, or how are you just outside of Moldhome? All right. Bleakstone is on the surface. Moldstone or uh, Moldhome is a fair way down. Um, when you arrive, uh, you are able to see a vast vault uh, and. Uh, covered in moss farms that have not been kept. But unlike, say, uh, crops on the surface that uh, may not be native and need upkeep, this mold thrives in this area. So, in fact, uh, you arrive at a yellowish city covered and uh, packed to the brim with uh, floating yellow spores. Um the keep is ahead, uh, and it is to uh, General Albrecht about how you guys are going to go about um, taking this. So think about what you want to do. Uh, pick an ability that makes sense. Uh, remember, you can rely on your own character's wits and physicality or whatever you've got going on. But also you have that opportunity that this is a war. You've got troops. You can think outside the box um, of like your regular, like I need to get through this bridge that's full of arrows at me <laughs> uh, kind of j- usual skill challenge. So what would you like to do here, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Not lead off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now I, Kind of feel like I would kind of want to defer to Sakar to see what he can tell us about these spores, uh, inhalation hazard, flaming hazard, maybe. Like, I'm not sure what'd be the. Ooh, can we set it all on fire and blow up the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a thought, but trying to see what I can do as a. Well, if you and Seven hold your actions, that would move Sakar to the top of the ranking, but. You can't, you can't hold your actions in a skill challenge. Yeah. Oh well, then I don't know. Dungeoneering be a reasonable thing to try to uh, determine various points of uh, access and uh, for additional yeah. intelligence. Dungeoneering, gathering. dungeoneering would not only be good for finding places to gain access in this vault because if it's underground, it's dungeoneering. But also, the mold is an underground. Life form. So dungeoneering is basically underground nature. So okay. if you want to nice. figure out if the mold is flammable, then you can do that with dungeoneering. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, do that and uh, yeah, see uh, what perhaps if the mold has any additional benefits or hazards that we need to be aware of. So one of my okay. best ones. Oh, especially not with that kind of roll. 25. Ooh. That is low. That is not going to make it. Ooh. Uh, Did you count even- in your plus two? I did not. Uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's still very low. <laughs> so I uh, well, kind of hate to do it this early, but use an action point. Yeah, let's go ahead and add that too. Oh, worse! Wow. <laughs> well, How then. do you even? Ah, uh, well. Hey, Brian. Uh, yep. Rolled a five and a four. 
I'll wreck Lydith's beard on fire. (laughs) Anybody got anything they can throw in here for Albrecht? I don't have any rules for someone else. Yeah, he's the leader, so presumably if somebody had them, it would be him. (laughs) Yep. Um, All right, well, that's going to be a fail on this uh, first one, unless you have some other way of re-rolling or... Nope. Okay. Uh, So uh, Albrecht gets a little too concerned about the mold and uh, and spores and uh, essentially you guys run into a skirmish earlier than you expected um, and essentially your uh, your troops end up having to engage and uh, your band's not ready so a chunk of your troops just end up at the bottom of a like a ditch and wow. you can't get them back out they can't climb back out Oh, no. Um, so you lose a portion of your army. Uh, you are down to a plus one to rolls from your dwarves. Oh, dang it. It is, it is to seven hours wise to salvage the situation. Well, here's the thing. There, some of them are probably injured uh, from, the, from the tumble. And also, I want to make sure hands are not blistered because how long have we been marching from Bleakstone to Moldholm? Not not for very long, but there's always that sort of thing to, to right, worry well, about. Well, I want to make sure that the drummers don't have blisters on their hands, and I want to make sure no lips are chapped from uh, blowing on woodwind instruments, and I want to make okay. sure feet yeah. are holding up well, so I want to make sure that everyone's being healed, because I'm not sure that this army has a healer, or if they are, I need to go around and make sure they know proper healing and and uh, and those kinds of things to make sure that this army can quickly get out of its situation and mm-hmm. back into the battle. Okay. Nice. So heal check. Yep. Forty three. All right. Forty three is a success. Um, it is. It is in fact through the uh, application of proper uh, triage and uh, caring for the wounded that uh, the flesh dwarves are able to rally and take the city. Hooray! Hooray! You have taken your first city. Yes. Um. What, uh, so for seven hours wise, uh, what do you find in this city that is going to be helpful for, uh, for your war? Oh, well, so one thing that is very helpful, I think it would be the, the mold itself, right? The spores, Uh don't they, don't they have a, because they're this very natural, uh, funky, fungi, uh, thing. It doesn't react well with the, the dead, uh, because the dead are always, you know, encroaching into their into their spore zones mm-hmm. and uh so this actually will slow it we find out that this this mold spore stuff will actually slow down the ghosts okay uh mm-hmm. make a note of it you can narr- you know essentially you can cheese a roll later that involves this mold okay <laughs> <laughs> and a- any of you can do that it, it doesn't because you're all here together it doesn't have to be seven hours the uh, scouts return, and uh, it is determined that uh, the next best target uh, on the way to Barrow Bridge is Chrysoprasia, the mm. green city. All right. Okay. So um, a couple of questions. Once yes. we have secured this, uh-huh. are you know is so we've rid the this uh, mold home of all the ghost inspectors. Yep. We've secured the city. Mm-hmm. Do we find anybody there? 
Uh, no, you told me you found mold. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, but now, do we have to leave anybody behind to keep the city you do secure? Have to, you, ha- you do have to leave some troops behind, but not in a way that's going to affect your forward momentum. Okay. Um, eventually, it might. So, somebody might want to narrate that in if uh, at the next success or so. Okay. Um, so, we lost half of our stone army, correct? You didn't lose half of it. Uh, we lost you a lost chunk of our stone a, army. a chunk of it. Basically, you get you get you had a plus two because it's such an overwhelming force. Now it's just a sort of whelming force. Okay. <laughs> still, still well, very strong. Okay. Um. So uh, the army moves forward, and uh, you arrive at Chrysoprasia, which is in fact a huge uh, vault where the that has these like iridescent uh, green buildings with this very spirally architecture. Um, absolutely infested with with ghosts. Um, how would you like to proceed there, uh, First Lieutenant, uh, or sorry, Second Lieutenant Sakar? Second Lieutenant Sakar has learned a few things from his days in military and quasi-military and paramilitary settings, um, and he almost never gets to do this. So I'm a little bit psyched. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna Nick Fury it. Sakar mm-hmm. is going to use his intimidate. To make sure that he is, in fact, a commanding presence, keeping everyone on task, making sure that everyone is staying in their formations, using their rallies correctly, using the stone goobly gooblers. And he's going to do it by being the guy going, come on, you gold brick and dwarves, let's get in there and kick those ratsies in the butt or something Sakar appropriate uh, and Dungeons and Dragons appropriate thereof. What are you, some sort of kobold? Exactly. <laughs> Going to intimidate to keep the army together in a way that at the end uh, I don't get shot in the latrine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's important. We still have a plus one. Is that correct? We still have a plus one from your overwhelming dwarf army. All right. If we were to do something with the spores at this point because of the overwhelming numbers of ghosts in Chrysoprasia, Mm-hmm. Would that give us an additional bonus? Uh, no, that would basically if you if you didn't see a good reason for a dungeoneering check or even a nature check, okay. uh, you could say like, "Well, we did find those spores back there, so I would like to add that in." So this okay. is this is giving you additional narrative fodder. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, no actual physical bonuses at this point. Okay. So. We're going forces. to. Yeah. All right, Sakar uh, is going to intimidate the army to be even better—a more honed fighting force of dwarves—and uh, roll a forty-two to do it. A forty-two is a success. All uh, right, Chrysoprasia is taken. Yes, uh, the uh, dwarven army moves into the city. Um, the uh, band plays at a most furious tempo. And uh, you guys are able to roll through thanks uh, largely to the fact that Sakar is now possibly the scariest thing. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a flaming blood tree wolf shadow, yeah, which is good. So, um, and again, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but I believe that mm-hmm. when we lost those dwarves uh, in Moldholm, it cut our forces to the point where we no longer had a bonus. 
what about this secret hidden stronghold of dwarves that we just discovered in Chrysoprasia, who have been so pinned down by the overwhelming numbers of ghosts and expecting to die, who suddenly come up at the last moments of the battle and heroically assist us. And they're like, yes, yes, we will come and we will help you liberate the island. Would that maybe, I don't know, return our plus two bonus? It won't, unfortunately. Uh, uh, you are, you as you go and you gain these uh, allies, uh, it is a, um, the, the attrition is always kind of against you because you're marching against right. this entrenched army. Um, but you you now have a a solid squadron of dwarves that are pretty nuts. Um, yes, they've been they've been pinned down pretty hard. So you basically have like a suicide dwarf squad now. Uh, in addition dozen. to the yeah, in addition to your uh, Bumbleheart uh, troops and your stone dwarves. So you can you can use that later to your advantage. One um, suicide squad. Write that in everybody's uh, <laughs> inventory. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, scouting comes back, and uh, it is time to take Barrow Bridge. Uh, Barrow Bridge is a uh, very large vault. It doesn't look that way on the map, because it's a very large vault vertically. It's just got this huge, huge drop, and it has an enormous bridge going through it. Um, this bridge is almost a city onto itself. Um, and uh, at, you know, has like multiple um, movable ramparts and things that uh, can help defend it. And uh, sure enough, there's all manner of uh, spooky ghosties, conscripts, you know, whatever you need, um, trying to uh, prevent your army from marching through, which uh, is going to take us to uh, First Officer Little Sparkle. Cool. Um, well, if there's conscripts here, um, then maybe once they see our numbers bearing down on the city, and um, this, this stone army and hear the marching of uh, dwarven drums, uh, they can be, you know, inspired to uh, either throw down their weapons or even turn on their ghostly captors uh, to try to help us liberate it from within. Uh, what are you hoping to use here? A diplomacy. So uh, with diplomacy, you'd probably have to find a way of talking to them. Mm, um, okay. Which which is a possibility. You just have to narrate me a a, a good way of um, either sowing dissent. Uh, there's also uh, there's also the potential of bluff of just making you guys seem yeah actually bigger and perfect, scarier then, than yeah, you then actually maybe we are. Can position our army in in ways so that like we can discourage them. Um, yeah. So like especially with the music and the band and the stone things to. Uh, you know, make it look like they're facing an overwhelming force through. Yeah. So you're uh, you're hoping to you're you're hoping to dishearten, uh, basically the sentient part of this uh, of this army is what you're yeah. going for. Okay, yeah, and, that sounds yeah. good to me. All right, cool. Uh, don't forget your plus one. Sounds good. That's gonna be a thirty-five. Uh, thirty-five is not gonna do it. 
right, then I will reroll with always a natural. Okay. Into a 48. Um, 48 is a success. Um, at first, it doesn't look like they're going to go for it. Um, but uh, as the army approaches, uh, a lot of uh, lances are dropped and uh, some ghosts flee and definitely uh, some human and dwarf conscripts uh, turn turn tail and run, um, leaving uh, leaving a lot of confusion because, you know, officers now have to, like, turn around and deal with deserters as well as, oh, no, this dwarf is going to stomp me in the head. Um, and sure enough, the uh, stone army manages to roll through the bridge and take it. You've taken Barrow Bridge. Um, so there are any... actual humans on the island? Uh, yep. Some of wow. these places uh, have actual humans. Uh, you see some human conscripts some tiefling conscripts, and some dwarf conscripts. Well, then, right. do I get to name a reward? You can, yes. Then I would say, since we're rescuing these conscripts, that they can give us some information that we can possibly use on uh, enemy formations from having been marched around with uh, the ghostly regiments. Sounds good. Uh, write it down somewhere. That's another uh, hole for you to like grab onto if, uh, if things get rough. Sounds good. All right. With uh, Barrow Bridge taken, um, a lot of your other keeps are much safer. Um, so you guys are able to fortify forward a little bit um, and have a, a, a bit of an influx of, of flesh dwarves um, arrive. Um, this uh, emboldens the leadership and they. Uh, determine that um, the best thing to do is to press the advantage and attack uh, the white gate locks. So yeah. the white gate locks are a series of locks that allows them to basically bring ships into the island itself. Um, rather than having to offload on the coast, uh, this gives them access to um, a lot of relatively nearby places, but it cuts down on their loading time. And this is their main supply port. Um, so taking the white gate locks um, is uh, will be a, a, a big advantage. Uh, it will fall to Dalin to uh, formulate the strategy here. All right, so uh, bonuses that we still have. We've got plus one from the Dwarf Army. Correct. We could send Dwali in to... To soften them up. Soften things up. Mm -hmm. The mold, we just we have the mold? Yep, and can it'll, be used it'll for slow down the something? Ghosts. Yeah, slow down the ghosts. Yeah. So it's it's not a mechanic. The mold, the, mold, the conscripts, uh, the information... It's uh, the, the Suicide Squad. They're not mechanical advantages. They are, for example, if you wanted to use diplomacy, you could uh, use it by leading that Suicide Squad and keeping everybody together. If you wanted to use nature, right. you could use the mold, so on and so forth. Narrative justification right. for more yep. flexibility. They're yep, narrative exactly. hooks, baby. Yep. Okay. And Barrow Bridge was an... And Barrow Bridge right? was a big old bridge, and you got uh, tactical information. Basically, you guys uh, have some fleshy captives 
that mm-hmm. uh, you can press for info about other locations. Okay. So uh, uh, the the locks are there uh, themselves a, a big giant vault that has. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with ship locks. We've talked about mm-hmm. them on the show before. Um, they're not like those goblin locks that actually let in the astral sea. This is some other material that allows astral ships to uh, uh, move across it, but it's mostly the mechanics of the lock that do all the work. Um, They essentially just kind of pick up a ship on a conveyor belt type thing and move it forward. Uh, But they're huge. You know, they're, they, you can move an astral tanker in through them. Um, Of course they're, they're manned. um, And uh, there's, because it's, this is not just a, and clearly uh, an important military target, but also just a busy place there are lots of troops here. To start with, uh, going to give an additional shadow cover as we come in to make it harder for us to be spotted until we get close enough to which uh, use it as a straight-up regular attack to take out the first line as we push the uh, stone army into the locks. Sounds good. All right. Ooh, I'm going to use an watch. action point. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. 36. Oh. A 36 is not going to do it. Uh, re-roll for the day sure number one <laughs> 45 there you go all right uh 45 is a success um so yes uh this uh this place is lit by um these uh oil lanterns and uh you see these lanterns being uh snuffed uh, one by one, by a shadowy force, as the army creeps forward, you know, playing very softly. And at first, it doesn't seem to really do anything. The ghosts, uh, you manage to move forward enough. The ghosts do spot you, but they don't expect this uh, darkness to then basically descend upon them as a, you know, sh- sharp and, and dangerous... Uh, shadow knives or spikes or you know rocks or whatever you want swords probably i guess swords are swords is a theme yeah uh it is thanks to uh dallin's arcane prowess that you take uh the white gate locks um the white gate locks are uh, and i'm sorry rob if you had something in the chamber here you might get to do it later um but they are their own advantage. You have essentially stopped their biggest uh, supply line, their biggest supply line, nice, and gained uh, your own supply line yeah. uh, moving forward. The taking of the uh, locks reduces the difficulty by one for nice. the rest of the skill challenge. Nice. Have we identified the actual threshold of success? Mm, higher than, higher than 36, 36 previously. <laughs> lower than 42. Lower than, yeah. Okay. All right. Congratulations. Hooray for us. King! I mean, hooray right. for our dwarven brethren. Ba, ba, da, ba, yeah. da. Uh, scouts go out. Um, the leadership convenes. The top of the round is found. <laughs> they uh, realize that the next best target is the city of Oromelt, uh, the Golden City, a very 
wealthy dwarven city full of goldsmiths and uh, wealthy people, or at least it was back in the day. Mm. Um, the army marches forward, and it will be up to uh, Albrecht to uh, devise a stratagem and or find a way to take the city. So I'm kind of wondering, with the intel that uh, we've been managed to gather from the conscripts, mm-hmm. uh, could that uh, perhaps uh, provide me with the means to uh, disrupt some uh, lines of commands to throw them into disarray with an insight to try to uh, determine where their leadership is and to uh, target them and take them out. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. I will try that. The bonus. Ooh, 30. Hmm. Uh, 30 is not going to do it. Uh, they're just getting worse folks. And I don't oh, have any man. rerolled. For you rolled that. a, you rolled a three. Yes. <laughs> Five, a four and a three. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a very Brian day. Yeah. Well, yeah, stop that's... rolling, for God's sake. You can't get much lower. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is some information there. Unfortunately, the, the troops are starting to lose heart in the leadership. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any, any re-rolls or, or anything in the chat there, no, Brian? not for that. All right. So, so uh, unfortunately, that will be a... Um, can I uh, activate insightful comment, perhaps, for the next round using? The uh, what does that do? Uh, or was it until the end of next turn? Each target gains uh, you and each ally uh, bonus to bluff, diplomacy, and intimidate equal to my wisdom mod. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'll at least do that. Okay. So the intel's useful for something. So yeah. plus six people for those checks. Cool. Unfortunately, this particular battle didn't go so well. Uh, yeah, you just get a lot of uh, conflicting information that is hard to sort out. And uh, the army ends up moving into a very disadvantageous position when trying to take the city. Um, so once again, it'll be to seven hours wise to get us out of this. Well, I uh, think... In Broglio, I will point out that you have lost the advantage from your Dwarven yeah, army. that's what I was afraid of. Yes. So, so here's, no, here's the no thing. more plus one. Here's the thing. Yep. There are... You know, these are these Dwarves are great warriors and great fighters, but I bet they have some martial people with them as well. Some martial arts people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take a couple of them, and we're going to sneak into the city... And we're going to uh, take out the uh, the main gate so that uh, there's no resistance so we can just march right into the city. And if we encounter any resistance, I'm going to use some of those uh, spores to slow those, uh, slow those ghosts down so that we have the advantage. So I'm going to use stealth. We're going to sneak in using stealth. Okay. 36, which is not enough. I will use one of my uh, action points okay. and get a 33. So, nope, I failed that, too. All now, right. The golden city is... We don't have enough gold, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Turning into a, a, real, uh, a real mess. Um, well, I will uh, put it to 
you, Stephen, um, you can either uh, have Seven Owls Wise kind of take the brunt of this, or you can essentially lose Diwali in the no, uh, no, skirmish. No. I'll take I'll take the brunt of it. Okay, so here's what happens: uh, Seven Owls Wise gets uh, pretty seriously injured. Like he in the in taking things in, he kind of gets pinned, and then uh, just takes a solid uh, sledgehammer to the ribs um, until you get like like a week's rest and like serious medical attention. You are essentially uh, bloodied. Okay. Like Oof. you only refill to bloodied. Set yourself to bloodied now. Um, if you okay. enter combat and somebody like heals you, you can go above bloodied. But next time you go to sleep, it'll just like, or next time you take a rest, it'll just dip right back down. Oh my god! So my max you HP right fight. now is only my bloodied value. Correct. Okay. Holy but I need moly. a I need a really long extended rest to to break that. Yeah, which you're not going to get during this campaign. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry this this war campaign. Right. Not, <laughs> not, not like the, For the remainder of the voids. The remainder of the void saga. You were at half hit points. Forever. So, uh, yeah, that you you get a report from the field, uh, Sakar, that uh, Seven Owls Wise has been seriously injured, and uh, the enemy's adv- advancing on your position. It's time to call in the Dwelling? troll. It's too late to call in the troll in this situation. You need to send them ahead. Uh, uh, they already know that the troll is here. All right. Well then, it's time for a suicide. I'll also squad. point out before we go too far. You can't use Dwali on the last one. Oh, boo. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I hope this isn't the last one. No. no. All right. Uh, Kilnthorn. Or, yeah. Kilnthrone. Yeah, Kilnthrone. So seven L's Wise. Seven L's Wise is hurt and pinned down. Our forces are being advanced upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time to, to take in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Sakar is going to take leadership of the suicide squad of dwarves. 13 battle-hardened guys. They're Stumpy and Eyeball <laughs> and Lefty and yeah. Paco and yeah. Ted. And normal all going... <laughs> and and Bill as well. Yeah. All right. And because we are going in, we are just going in and it is now time to fight street to street. It is pure Choppy, choppy, leap, kick, turn into a tree, hit things with your athletics as hard as you can, and bring home seven L's wise and victory with the help of these suicide dwarves who probably aren't going to make it. Sounds good to me. But they know this is the thing that's very important. That's right. They knew going in. And one of them is played by Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. For for some reason. Jenny the Battle Axe. Jenny uh, the Battle Axe is wonderful. She fights with a sword, but, you know, she's married to Bill, so. She's uh, <laughs> Bill's, not, Bill's not the greatest guy. He's <laughs> one of those had to settle. Uh, yeah. And the twins, Aaron and Aaron. Yep. All right. <laughs> Go for it, man. I remember, I gonna... think you are, are rolling double on this. 38. 38. 38 is a success. Hey, we got there. Yep, that's got to be the. An apt success for the Suicide Squad. The <laughs> Suicide Squad and Sakar literally carries Seven Owls Wise 
with one arm around his shoulder, walks him out of the city in, in, in battle prowess to, you know, to hide the fact that he's badly injured. And also as a show of respect for the Avenger who nearly got himself killed. Yeah. Uh, yes, you managed to uh, recover seven else wise. Uh, unfortunately, there is really not much left of uh, Oromelt's buildings or riches by the end of this skirmish to really suss anything out um, other than like bare essentials in, in food and other things. Is This this uh, particular point in the campaign was just too costly. Um, is, you guys... Uh, now, now can we send the troll ahead? Now, <laughs> yes. If you, if you, if little sparkle wants, she can send the troll ahead. Okay. Um, but let me tell you where you're going first. Yeah. yeah. You guys uh, spend uh, a fair amount of time resting this time, uh, which isn't super helpful. Um, in fact, uh, probably the next spot was going to be God Power Mountain, um, which would have given you a serious high ground and the ability to literally see troop movements on Kiln Throne. But instead, uh, you guys are going to have to go down 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 to bitter vault the lowest darkest vault in the island nobody knows what all is in bitter vault except possibly for all the scary wraiths that are there right now but they don't care so they might not be investigating uh, this is, uh, the army begins to move forward, and it'll be too little sparkle to figure out a way to take this place. Uh, would you like to send the troll? I would not, because I'm going to try to use that plus six bonus that I got from uh, Dallin. Uh, and uh, we've, we've... From uh, we've Al- had, Albrecht, right? Albrecht, that's what I meant, sorry. <laughs> um, we've had some setbacks, uh, some... The, Golden City was not doing great. Now we have to uh, change focus to go into this unfortunate cold place. But, you know, we can do this. Uh, we are taking back our, you know, their homes and they're not going to see this coming. Um, and, you know, dwarves aren't afraid of anything. And I, you know, have been fighting with these guys for a long period of time and we've got uh, Albrecht will help lead them. So I'd like to make a diplomacy check to rally the troops, basically. Sounds good. Beautiful. We shall fight them in the trenches. Saves me from having to do it because my diplomacy is not really that good. Uh, that's going to be a go. 39. Yeah. 39 is a success. Did she paint half of her beak blue and do the William Wallace thing? Because that would be <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, there we go. A little sparkle, learn some dwarf, some dwarven, and uh, in sort of a JFK style, coins a, a, a slogan that is like not quite grammatically correct, but they like it, <laughs> and and it be, it becomes part of the uh, battle hymn. Um, all right, you guys uh, descend to the deepest reaches. What do you find in uh, in Bitter Vault once you take it? That's a really good question. Um, (laughs) we find some form of like 
spooky dwarven magic, you know, stuff that has <laughs> was been has been stashed here and forgotten to history, but now can be used to uh, fortify our armies. Okay, that's been very deep. And- yeah, yeah, you uh, exactly. You find uh, the uh, the Balrog. <laughs> Run, you fools! Not that deep. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, you find uh, the the ancient uh, magics of the uh, winter dwarves Ooh, sweet. <gasps> nice. and uh, are able to uh, inure your uh, living uh, armies uh, against the cold, um, which the ghosts use a lot of. Um and also, you know, give your uh, stone the the remaining storm stone dwarves that you have like a bunch of like ice spikes, which they don't necessarily need, but it makes them look scary. And you know, you never know when one of them's gonna get lucky and just like slash a guy. Yeah. The only way forward is to uh, take the city of Sweet Oven, mm. which is. Uh, the uh, baking capital of the city, or at least it was back before it was overtaken by ghosts who don't care about bread. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is it time for Dwali to earn his bread? Uh, well, it's <laughs> to Dalin, so he gets to decide if he wants to send Dwali ahead. I mean, you've got that. This is the last place where he would be useful. So, <laughs> yeah, right, then. Yes. Dwali, it is. We're, we're going to have Dwali help earn this keep. Okay. What bonuses or what skills are you giving bonuses to right now, Brian? Uh, intimidate. Uh, let me well, scroll back down diplomacy. to it. Diplomacy, which she just used. Uh, <coughs> bluff. And bluff. Bluff. Okay. I think there was one. Well, let me do Bluff, diplomacy. Nope, that was it. Bluff, diplomacy, and intimidate. Bluff it is. All right. Give me a second. Um, as the army arrives uh, in sweet oven which the majority of it is above ground so it makes sense to take it above ground or uh coming up from a bitter vault um you see that a good portion of the city is already in flames um and there's a lot of commotion so you're saying this city is toast <laughs> you suck. That's awful. Statler and Waldorf called. Well, that's because we sent the troll ahead, right? That's because you sent the troll ahead. Ah, that's beautiful. Okay. Anybody got any ideas on how to use bluff in this situation? Or I guess intimidate would work too. I mean, you could tell them to all lay down their arms and disperse because the rest of the army is coming. Because the rest of the troll <laughs> army more, is coming. Yeah, the yeah, rest right? of the troll army is coming. There's more of that troll where they came from. Yes. There's 20 he more was just the forward the scout. Hill. Just give up now. He's the runt of the troll army. <laughs> yeah, that that works quite well, actually. I'll allow it. So what? Uh, describe to me exactly what Dalin does. Uh, Dalin approaches the city. Uh, with some of the dwarves and starts asking for surrender. Uh, Ooh, could, yeah, this might that might make it fall under Arcana, but I was going to say, can you make phantom trolls? I'd allow that with Bluff. 
they're like yes. very rudimentary shadows in the distance that look like uh, trolls. Troll. I, I'd allow it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have the uh, tro- the rudim- the dwarves behind me. The rudimentary dwarves off in the distant. Rudimentary dwarves. <laughs> the trolls. The shadow trolls off in the distance. Uh, and tell them, lay down the weapons. The rest of the army's coming. We've got you beat. Nice. I am Talon the Exile, and you oh are God. defeated. Way to go. Wow, second botch of the night there, Rob. Oof. Yep. Is oh, that let's right? Go ahead and use reroll number two. Okay. Hey, a 38. Wait. Okay. Yep. Oh. Um, 38's a success. <laughs> um, Sweet Oven is claimed as their troops are sent packing. There's still a fair amount of fi- fighting that has to be done. There's a lot of uh, those goopy shades here, and they don't react to being intimidated. So, uh, but all of their support flees uh, into the countryside. You know, nearby vaults and other cities are just out into the wilderness. Um, what uh, do you guys find in a sweet oven? Well, there was a good store of meat buns, but Wally got there first. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with food uh stuff to actually get the army back up and uh yeah. get our supplies back up because the march has been dwindling them uh the ability to prep more fresh supplies okay. instead of uh yeah yeah we'll yeah, be able to use the ovens you're just uti- utilizing the cities like mills the, and uh, stuff rations, so morale increase okay that sounds good donuts instead of hard tack Yes. All right. Well, from uh, as uh, the army rehabilitates some of the mills and starts the gets the ovens going, um, you guys can very plainly see from here the uh, the the dome of uh, Kiln Throne and uh, the pillar extending from the center of the city, and that's going to take us to the top of the round. Oh boy! <laughs> round, round three of war. Round three of war. Huh. What is it good for? So it is time. The time has come to take the capital, or at least breach the capital. And it's going to be to General Albrecht to figure out how. So I'm thinking they might have their defenses pretty well shored up here, so we're absolutely left with very little option other than to uh, just force our way through. So, uh, ac- or athletics to drive in and uh, make our way in. Lead from the front. Yes. All right. Sounds good to me. Any? You got any sauce on this or? I can roll two dice and take the better option. Ah, uh, works. I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, let's see. 26. Whoa, uh, that's there you go. <laughs> nice. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, the... Uh, possibly against what seems like the better judgment of the leadership... Uh, Albrecht pushes for a frontal assault 
into the city, it is uh, uh, there's just thousands and thousands of ghosts here. <laughs> um, they are armed to the teeth. They are expecting this, and yet somehow, um, possibly by like just like literally holding the gate open with his arms, like uh, Albrecht manages to push through, and the city is breached. Um, your army floods into the city. Uh, and uh, the uh, armies within the city spill forward to um, to combat them and prevent them from taking any ground. But take ground, they do. It turns into a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys are inside. We'll wrap there. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. All that right. That was really neat. That was really cool. Now you guys can figure out, uh, Rodrigo laid out all the groundwork for Lord Kin- Kensington's Rules of War. Uh, you guys use that in your use that in your, your future campaigns as a different way to, to do a skills challenge. I really enjoyed this, Rodrigo. And here's the reason yes. why I think I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Because when you put out the the track and we see that we've only got three failures... I got to say that puts a lot of pressure on me as a player, right? Because it's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. This one, there are disadvantages. Yes, Seven Owls Wise now has a maximum hit points of his bloodied value (laughs) until he gets a week's rest, which he probably won't. Ever. But (laughs) at the same time, there's not – I didn't feel as much pressure doing this skills challenge as I feel the other skills challenges. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely – this skills challenge is supposed to feel broad and ponderous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to feel like a war. So uh, definitely me saying uh, three rolls in, well, you lost the war, doesn't... <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> doesn't do much uh, because then you would end up back where you were at the beginning and then where do we go from there, right? Start another war try, again. Try again, and, yep. Um, so, yeah, in... In a war, at least in a fictional war, um, you lose resources, you lose people, you lose comrades, you lose ground, um, and that's what I wanted to simulate. Um, so yeah, you kind of eat through your own advantages and then eat through your, you know, start taking on disadvantages. And honestly, you guys did pretty well. Yep. Um, you guys have lots of ways of uh, mitigating failure in a skill challenge anyway. Um, so yeah, good job on that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, this week's episode of Critical Hit. Thank you so much again for downloading and checking it out. Hope you had as much fun as we did. Hopefully you were on the edge of your seat like we were. And uh, here's hoping that uh, all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.